1: And gentlemen, this is your ring announcer to the stars, Miss Fancy Pants herself, the Twitterless heroine. I didn't
0: even do that myself. Jesus
1: Christ. You can't even uh, let me have one. Like this is that, not, was, is
0: that was legitimately okay. Most of the time it's on purpose. Like let's just pull the curtain back just, and everybody knows. Jesus most of the time it's on purpose. I did not, I mean I was just like I, I clicked on it to find an opening for later and it just played and I was like, Oops, that's why I jumped. So I was like, I didn't mean to do that. So my bad. Continue. Queen. No,
1: not now, now I can't because you know, you are just literally right in the middle of my intro. So uh yeah, sorry. Sorry, not sorry. Anyways. Actually I am
0: normally I'm not sorry. This time I am sorry.
1: Yeah. Well how would I know if you're really sorry if you're never sorry? Then this is this is foreign. This is the whole foreign thing. It's called trust.
0: Miranda' this, this thing called trust the best friends have it's called trust
1: you really overestimate the level of trust I have in people right now <laughs> it's 2020 the world's on fire but anyways I am the Twitterless heroine uh, the queen of soft style herself Miranda Morales and welcome to another edition of the hashtag Miranda show a podcast which is a proud member of the chair shop radio network on TheChairShot.com TheChairShot.com Always use your head. Yes, and I had to stall because literally Greg, I knew Greg wasn't paying attention. I knew the moment I need him to press a button, he's not pressing a button. When I don't need him to press a button, he's not pressing a button. This you said
0: is really, TheChairShot.com at like the perfect cadence, the perfect speed.
1: Well, yes, because because I you I know you weren't paying attention, so I literally had to space it out you know, I usually can can seem like I don't know what I'm doing, but I've I kind of Part know of what a I'm partnership.
0: doing. We're a tag team. We've talked about this. Yes. You at certain points we each have to bail the other one out. You yes. bailed me out. Yes.
1: Yes, so yes, I you. did. Yes. Well, I'm Moran Morales. This is my co-host. Hairshot.com.
0: Oh. Always use your head. Are
1: you done?
0: Am I ever done?
1: Are you ever done, everyone? This is Greg, Greg Demarco. Uh, he's my co-host, the kingpin of the Chairshot.com, um, and lots of other things that people say that I can't repeat on air. So,
0: uh... are you really fucking with me right now? Are you fucking with
1: me? <laughs> And yes, we are here again uh, doing another edition of the Hashtag Miranda Show. Thank you for listening. Uh, this podcast uh, is available and streaming on thechairshot.com, but also uh, some of your favorite podcast platforms such as Google Play and iTunes, uh, Speaker. And also this is a video cast. So you can find us on YouTube through the Chair Shots YouTube page. Uh, and if you are watching this, you're welcome. You got these lovely faces to to look at and to listen to. I mean, you're welcome.
0: No better. I mean, it's two for it's a bogo. Yes.
1: That, no. Yeah, two for one. Two.
0: Have you know? I've noticed uh, uh, this year's Black Friday deals a much higher prevalence of bogo's than mm. in years past. Like I I figured Black Friday would not be the same because businesses aren't doing as well and, and so it's you know you gotta worry about profit margins. I did hear a stat, who knows, you know, they say 85% of all statistics are made up. So I don't know. Um <laughs> yes. I think yeah. it's from the but I heard one that said that this the normal this year, the average Black Friday savings amongst like the top seven retailers, something like that, is 32%. And in the past it's been 47%. Like I guess last year was of course pre-COVID was forty seven percent. So we are saving less this year on black friday and if that bothers you i'm sorry but you know the world's kind of fucked right now so deal
1: with it deal with it well i mean that is a pretty good segue talking about black friday deals you know we usually don't get into it this early but if you go to pro wrestling forward slash the chair shot this week starting November 24th through November 30th. They have a Black Friday week-long sale for you with items up to 40% off. Items all over uh, prowrestlingtees.com are available uh, and are on sale, including t-shirts that support thechairshot.com and Impact Zone Wrestling. We'll talk about them in a second. Uh, But if you go to prowrestlingtees.com forward slash thechairshot, you can purchase your very own queen of soft style t-shirt, lots of different varieties and colors to choose from as far as your uh, t-shirt design, or I mean, your t-shirt uh, style and uh, your t-shirt color. Uh, as I mentioned, my my good podcast friend, Derek Gamble, bought his in blue and damn, it looks good in blue. Uh, did. It did. Yeah. I
0: that, like I, I really like when I saw uh, either he posted or you posted, I don't know, but I even sent you a message I was like that looks pretty good in blue. Like I liked That's- it.
1: It does, yes. Uh, So you can get the t-shirt in black and white and blue, various colors to choose from. Uh, Soft style with sleeves, soft style without sleeves, Uh, unisex, long sleeve, whatever it is you like, we got you at ProWrestlingTees.com forward slash the chair shot. And again, all t-shirts, I believe are about 20% off. So that means you can order it in soft style and still save money, but you can also get multiple, always use your head t-shirts. Of course, the OG chair shot logo, suck it nerds, Uh, hashtag save tag team wrestling. Uh, And everybody hates Greg because, you know, I didn't, you didn't hear it from me. You didn't hear it from me. Blast. Fucking nerd! <laughs> He's not the most popular guy sometimes. You didn't hear it from me, but... Just, just putting that out. Are you
0: really fucking with me right now? Are you fucking with me? That's twice now. now not only have I played that soundbite, that has been appropriate.
1: It's totally been appropriate, yeah, because you messed up my intro, so here we go. This is what tit-for-tat looks like.
0: That's right. This is what, this is what happens when... This is just what happens.
1: This is just what happens, yes, yes. Well, the rails went off earlier when we recorded the Greg DeMarco show because it took, yeah. like, 20 minutes to figure stuff out. And it wasn't my fault.
0: No, it was my- it's mine. Not my Dave? fault. It's me, Dave.
1: Where's yeah. that Stinsky? Uh, <laughs> it's not my fault. Well, we got fault. that.
0: We got that. It's not my fault. I didn't play it because it was my fault, apparently.
1: Well, yeah, it was actually Greg's in. Patrick's fault, both of them. I don't know, it wasn't mine though, so that's only
0: my fault on air. Patrick's stuff happened off air, yeah, because I'm an overprotective son of a bitch, as you know. So we did all Patrick's stuff off air, and then I got to fall on faces on air. And most of it will be edited out. There was this silence where Patrick and Miranda were talking, but because I was out, you wouldn't hear it because I'm the one who records everything, and so yeah, it got all crazy jacked up, but whatever. That's a whole different show. It, it, it sounds good and it was a really fun set of topics. So go listen to it. Greg DeMarco show. Lots of fun. We talked about what the kid you would like. And then we talked about some traditions in wrestling. And yeah. Did we finish selling T shirts?
1: Uh no, we were um, I'm leaning back into it. Yes, yes. You're doing so a great job. If you're going to ProWrestlingTees.com forward slash The Chair Shot, you can find a whole variety of t-shirts, both in support of TheChairShot.com and Impact Zone Wrestling. So the sale's happening now Uh, as you're listening to this. Hopefully you're still listening to this before November 30th, but uh, if not, just still go ahead and and buy it because I'm sure you got some money somewhere. Uh, But ProWrestlingTees.com forward slash The Chair Shot and get your very own Chair Shot t-shirt today.
0: Ninety nine per month. Get your free trial today at Powerslam TV. Go to Powerslam TV promo code Chairshot. Get your free month again. That's Powerslam TV promo code Chairshot.
1: The Always use your head.
0: Some of the baddest motherfuckers on the planet are on that plane.
1: So. Before we get into tonight's topics, there's still a few things I gotta do, like our social media handles. We can jump right into Yes, that's Don't all right. But uh, you can find me, Miranda Morales, uh, on Facebook and Instagram at the hashtag Miranda hashtag spelled out. Uh, I am not on Twitter, but hey, if you want to follow me on Twitter, well, the closest thing you can get to is at Chairshot Media. Uh, sometimes I will take over the Chairshot's Twitter account, and I attempt to navigate the messy, complicated world of wrestling Twitter. You can also find Chairshot Media on Facebook and Instagram at chair shop media and of course greg at chair shop greg on instagram facebook and twitter you could see him being a social media uh, crossfit influencer uh so when he's I'll crazy, never get old, never get old, because that's true. It's it's kind of strange, you know. I mean, he's he's very much uh now uh very big into, into CrossFit, documenting uh, your your no quit uh, ninety or not ninety, but thirty days of of no quit consistent workout every day throughout the month of of November. You, you want a, you
0: want insider info. I haven't told you this. I came up with it today. That's why I have one. I have a different one for
1: December. Oh wow. Breaking news! Breaking news. <laughs> breaking news! Yes, yes. So, well, then that means you have to follow at Chairshot Greg to find out what his theme for December will be.
0: So- Won't know till December first, but I have a different one for December. Okay.
1: There you go. Yes. So follow us on social media. I do have somebody else now, uh, some some people from my podcast group. Uh I think it is Derek Gamble as well. Shout out to him. Uh who's trying to to get me his goal. No, or is it Ty? Ty Asbury, maybe, uh, as well. Their goals is to get me on Twitter for twenty twenty-one. So I, strong. I uh yes, I I applaud you gentlemen. I said it's it's been you know, so far not happening. But uh, the torch has been passed on, I think, from you or anybody else trying to get me onto Twitter uh, now to tie in. That's up. because
0: that's because when I wanted to get you on Twitter, I it, it it was before I like deleted stuff, like it was before I changed my own ways. Now I realize it ain't worth it no, not to right. be on Twitter, especially because you do plenty. You got Facebook, you got Instagram, dude. You're good. Like you don't need. Twitter, you, you get your fix. Right. There's a takeover coming up in a couple weeks. You know, people might see you there. It's it's just not worth it at all. Like, like, no offense to those people who are out there big on Twitter. Like I know, you know, Badlands, which Miranda will probably talk about. They are big on the Twitter. That's where they find their guests, all that stuff. But like, mm-hmm. I'm just telling you right now, it ain't worth it. No offense, but it ain't worth it.
1: It's not worth it
0: it ain't worth
1: it. So it ain't worth so... it. It ain't <laughs> worth it. Okay. All right. I'm just saying, I'm just saying, you know, I'm, I'm so used to people trying to get me onto Twitter. Uh, and I kind of laugh when people are like, that's the goal, especially since that is someone's specific goal for 2021, um, is that they want me on Twitter. They want to try and get We used me to on make Twitter.
0: bets. We used to make oh, bets. Oh yeah. Yeah. If it happened, you'd have to be on Twitter. Thank goodness they didn't happen because it just, yeah. Now, I, I realize the error of my ways, and someday yes. they will too.
1: So, before we get into this week's topics as well, this is a, a segment that I try and do frequently, but sometimes I forget because, well, we've got so much us, else to talk about. But we have our item of the week. So, as you can tell- see, <laughs> You got a lot of stuff back here on my little trinkets and items, Uh, but this week I'm going to do something a little bit different. I'm going to actually talk about what I'm wearing, which is, this is not a tee on ProWrestlingTees.com forward slash the chair shot, though you should get that, but this is a t-shirt I've had for a little bit, um, and this is a collaboration uh, between the Lucha House Party and Urban Aztec, as you can tell now but this is the Urban Aztec Lucha Lit collaboration that I got earlier this year Uh, I ordered it actually off of www.shop.com I don't know if they're still available Uh, but this is uh, Lince Dorado and uh, Calisto and uh just this kind of blended urban aztec uh as far as jesse hernandez some of the best designs out there um uh, an artist in southern california who just has some beautiful beautiful artwork and collaborated with lucha house party on this shirt and it also is a a commemoration because uh i got the chance to interview City dorado as part of luchacentral.com when he came on to promote this t-shirt in particular but uh I was going through uh, some clips because I'm, I'm putting together some, some clips for some projects and I went through and listened to the introduction I did for Lindsay Dorado and uh, he, you know, just was very kind and and liked my introduction so much and I forgot about that and and even though that was in June it wasn't that long ago I forgot about that and so every so often when you need a moment to to get you a pickup or just to feel a little bit better um I know you guys don't probably have a clip of Lindsay Dorado saying how much he likes your introduction um but I'm sure you have something that reminds you about a happier time or a moment, but that's, that's just mine. So, you know, also this t-shirt just reminds me uh, of that and it's just an awesome, it's a cool, cool design. I just, I love it. Um, It's, it's so awesome. One of the few modern WWE t-shirts. I also have the kind of older Lucha house party blue t-shirt that looks like the in your house logo. Um, I've worn that of several times as well because Literally I love nostalgia and like that just put you know Lucha House Party and like nostalgia logos together. I'm done, son. Like I'm and I'm good. So uh yeah just, that just is- to
0: clarify, just if so everybody knows, it is still available on the wwe shop. I looked it up. Oh I yeah, think. there you go. For it is available. Lucha House Party Urban Aztec, you will find it. Yeah.
1: And it's awesome. It's it's very just very cool design. It's it's I, I love it. And yeah, shout out to Urban Aztec, to Elisa Dorado, to Lucha House Party, because they, they're all awesome.
0: Do not have an option for soft style, though.
1: No, it is not. You know, uh, and, and so that's a little rough. Your shit's great. I have great, to admit.
0: Come but
1: on. Uh, at the same time, it's, it's, a, it's a good investment. It's a good purchase. I'll buy this for Lucha House Party. It doesn't matter if it's soft style or not. I'll i will do this for Lucha House As Party. As
0: you did, obviously, because there it is. Yes,
1: because there it is. Boom!
0: There it is. Do you just want me to go? I don't know if you were going to throw it to me or just yeah, yeah. No, I
1: mean I thought you were just going to jump in, just like you jump into everything else that I. I I only
0: jump in when I'm not supposed to, not when I'm supposed to. That's how this works. So, So Greg, do you have have an item? I do. In fact, an item, right, Emrys? It's like we planned this. This is a very fun item of the week. I
1: have Uh
0: the brand new. Get on there and see. Make sure. Yep. Yep. The Impact Zone Wrestling World Heavyweight Championship. This thing of beauty was given to me on Saturday night. Made for us. Big thank you to a gentleman by the name of Dustin King, who had this made for us. And and uh, and I'm very excited as it will be a fitting belt. Uh, I'm gonna. It's gonna be my possession until February, and then it's gonna go to somebody else. You know, COVID willing um we'll get it to somebody else in february when we crown a brand new champion we'll talk about that but this is the brand new impact zone wrestling championship great design by him um the only thing that that i changed because the design was sent to me for approval the only thing i changed was the color scheme you know usually when you see a globe on a belt there's blue or green and i said hey you know uh, our company's colors have been red and, and yellow for you know since the restart so let's go with that and i, I like it i dig it it was quite the popular item backstage this weekend and even lots of people on social media who want it um there's a picture that that i'm going to promote at some point where um where the picture is of me showing it to somebody and they have their hands on it and what you can't tell in the picture is that they're trying to take it from me and, and gain possession <laughs> of said championship but there you go the brand new impact zone wrestling championship wow it's really cool
1: Damn, well that's a nice item of the week.
0: Ain't it though? Yeah. Yes. I mean
1: I have this this flimsy title back back here. My plastic.
0: Which has been your item of the week before. Yes. Hang on on the wall. Yes,
1: yes. And and so Greg just had to up me and actually get a real heavyweight championship into this show. But it does look good. It looks real good.
0: Yeah. So very excited. It'll be sad day when I have to not have it in my possession every single day. But that's still three months away.
1: That's still, that's still a while away. I'd be wearing that all the time. Like, I'd even wear it to the grocery store, I'm pretty sure.
0: That's a great can way I, to promote the show.
1: Can I borrow it? Can, we'll talk offline. I'd like to borrow right. it, and if someone wants to, like, just record a TikTok of me wearing uh, this belt at an Albertsons, I will totally do
0: it. I will, on it, I will publicly say yes, you can borrow it, and we'll have yes. to coordinate that exchange under one condition. Uh, you cannot defend it anywhere including the grocery store because if you lose it then i'm screwed so <laughs> so you cannot get a Saturday 24-7 championship
1: oh yeah exactly it doesn't have the I'm same practicing. rules and confines so it wouldn't be recognized as <laughs> you know, a. True...
0: sometimes people show up with belts and referees and crazy things happen we there was an uh a, 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 an exorbitant number of referees and we went to the royal rumble that time that is
1: also true i do also have my own referee <laughs> outfit though uh, So I, uh, not that I'm licensed or anything, but I do feel like I have the attire. Well, that
0: helps. That, so if you lose it,
1: then, then I can get it I, back. Get it back yes. with yeah. you as the restaurant. Refer-
0: okay. okay. well, so we have a back. I know
1: enough. I know enough for us too. We'll work. We'll make it work. Don't worry yeah. if that. I, I lose it or not, but uh, don't lose it. Don't lose it. Sweet. So look out for a TikTok of me wearing the IZW Heavyweight Championship belt at a grocery store. You have a TikTok? No. But I would create one. That's what the kids use, right? You use it on TikTok? I guess I could use it on Instagram Reels. Yeah, I don't sure, really. know what the kids do anymore, Greg.
0: Well, whenever something goes well, Instagram just takes it over.
1: Yeah. Right. Anyways, so maybe on Instagram, and maybe TikTok. I don't know. Who knows? But, I mean, stories
0: uh, were because of Snapchat? Reels are because of TikTok?
1: Yeah, yeah, I don't know. It, it could be Snapchat. Like, oh, I think so? Yeah. Okay, fine. Um, yeah, nobody uses Snapchat anymore, do they? that really. I, don't know. I only use the filters <laughs> that's all i use <laughs> when i don't feel like wearing makeup or my face i wish there was a filter for this right now going going uh on natural this week but that's okay you know because we had actually a pretty long weekend so speaking of izw we did have izw presents Nav 30 30 years brother this past saturday in tempe arizona at the sun studios of arizona this was an event commemorating 30 years of the impact and influence of the Navajo warrior professional wrestler based out of Southern uh, or based out of Arizona, uh, out here in the West coast, uh, but has an influence all over the U S and even the world. And this was an event that really was driven by, by you, Gray, as the promoter, but also as someone who envisioned this long ago. Uh, and I just like to give you the opportunity to share a little bit about about this event how it went and and how are you feeling now that you know nav 30 has concluded and and we've made it we made it to nav 30 yeah
0: we made it um you know there's it's it's hard um it's i yeah when i when we agreed to bring it back and i kind of told the story last week about you know when i talked to you about bringing it back and i say bring it back i mean izw and, and agreed to bring it back that was one of the plans i had immediately i knew that 2020 was 30 years for navajo warrior so i knew that we would do that event and originally the plan was we we held monster in february went really well in may of 2020 we were going to crown a champion uh, i would not have a belt sitting in front of me if that were the case and so we obviously didn't um because of covid and also in may we were going to announce there at the event and, and you remember we planned it out like you were going to be part of it um now 30 and that was going to happen in august and of course that didn't happen may was canceled august was canceled so i had to go to his house and and make the announcement he still didn't know about it his wife knew about it and and we you know helped pull that off and here we were um then of course we had three months to build and sell tickets and all that and it was a sold out show and everything and of course over the past two weeks COVID rates have risen all over the country, including here in Arizona. So I was fearful. I remember, you know, every Thursday, our governor has a press conference. I was fearful of the press conference. I couldn't watch it because I was busy at work. And when my phone didn't blow up, I figured, okay, we're good. Because I know we I would have got everybody. Um, and and that would have been, you know, that would have sucked. Um, but no, we, we made it happen. We put on a great event. Everybody was wearing masks. They were compliant there they were safe we scanned everybody coming in um temperature wise and literally had to send nobody home like it was just a great environment there great aspect uh and and just a fitting as fitting as possible i don't know if you can ever have a truly fitting tribute for somebody who's given so much of themselves of their lives of their careers um like the navajo warrior has but to be able to put that on uh was such a a big deal and a roller coaster of emotions for me as an as as a human being and as a wrestling promoter um because the show just turned into so many different things on so many different levels, but to celebrate Navajo warrior, to, to, to have that celebration in the ring after the match, to present him with the the commemorative uh, reminder, the poster, the, the freshly framed poster that we had uh, with him and his daughters and, and with his wife, Morgan and her daughter. And then um and, and then to to make the surprising the, the, he could have figured all those things were going to happen like he's been in this business 30 years right you kind of figure all those things are going to happen but we did also announce the formation of the izw arizona professional wrestling hall of fame uh arizona has kind of been up and down with hall of fames in the past where they get started and they don't get maintained and so we've partnered with the sun studios of arizona our home to have a physical location and physical representation for the hall of fame and of course. The obvious first inductee was that man himself, a Navajo warrior. That he didn't expect, and, and that's when he finally – that's when the tears finally broke through. Yeah. And and so I was very proud of that moment. Um, that was also the first time Greg DeMarco was spoken in a ring and a microphone in about 12 years. Wow. That's kind of crazy. Years, know, at least a decade since I've done that. Yeah. Um, and who knows if I'll ever do it again? I don't know. Um, but if not, then then I'm super fine with with what we did. Um, and, and so that show – Meant just meant the world to me uh, as as a human being, as an individual. Um, So much goes into that, you know, everything that I wanted to do. um, We've been really focusing on the VIP experience aspect of our events and and making that more than worth the price of admission. Of course, we had the VIP Q&A session that that Miranda hosted. Um, The crowd made it very easy for you. And, you know, you had to ask one question, and they just took it from there. And then, of course, the VIP match that Navajo himself selected with with two wrestlers who were it was just outstanding, um, super proud of them. Really proud of everybody who was involved in the event. Uh, it was still a show, like it was still a wrestling event. We still had storylines. We still advanced and and had, you know, a surprise attack uh, debut in IZW that took yeah. place on you know that attack happened on Navajo Warriors' wife on their big special day. So that's not fun. Um, and just really setting things in motion for the future, and and just just such a a range of emotion and that's really where I want to go next but for this show in general like just exceeded all my expectations and I know I thought we had this conversation in February and I said the same thing right exceeded all my expectations and hopefully that's a continuing trend with Impact Zone Wrestling and I um I said it behind the scenes and I'm now more willing to say it publicly we're the best in town like I just believe that fully and and you know usually when you say the phrase, no offense, there's offense involved. And I know that some people will hear that and be like, well, but we do. Look, I I just, I firmly stand behind what we do. We only do it four times a year for a reason. We keep it special. I had someone describe it for me, I believe on Sunday. And they said, it was actually my wife, um, the lovely and talented Mrs. DeMarco. IZW events are like Marvel movies. Like Mm -hmm. you have to go. When they yeah. come out, you have to go. It really,
1: It really is. I mean, I think too, the great thing was to see people that I hadn't seen in months. Um, there was people who traveled from throughout Arizona to come to this event. So it was really highly touted with fans. It was highly touted with the wrestlers, um, with, with uh, the Sun Studios, you know, everyone. I, I, the social media presence was big because this is commemorating uh, um, uh, a wrestler who's had such a huge influence in training, not only, you know, people that we see now, but the, really the future. And it wasn't a retirement. It wasn't that he was ending things too. It's just a way to celebrate 30 years of a man who's had one of the biggest influences, of, of course, in Arizona, but I think throughout really the West Coast um, and and everything that he's done and, and the people he's helped support it. Um, he talked about during the Q&A session, there was a great uh, question about, you know, some of the, you know, what was one of the stiffest guys he ever worked. The man worked big Van Bader, You know, I mean, there's a, he said there's out there uh, on Google, uh, on YouTube, so Google Navajo Warrior versus uh, Vader, and you can watch that match. He also wrestled John Cena and Chris Benoit. I mean, he talked about, uh, you know, all of the people that he's faced and the people that he's had interactions with, and of course, uh, the wrestlers here at the state level that he's worked with. Um, on top of just, you know, his his fandom of, of Kiss, um, you know, uh, what inspires him to be in the wrestling business, if he's ever going to write a book, some really awesome questions that were asked throughout the Q&A, so a big thank you to the fans who were in attendance, and it was all just about love, you know, for many of us, it was the first time we had seen each other since February or March. Um, and for everyone to get back together for such uh, an amazing event to celebrate someone who, you know, we all really admire and cherish. It was all of the feels topped on top of each other. And again, too, within IZW, a, a promotion that's really well respected and high regarded and it's, and it's well produced and ran. I think that too was a huge compliment that that come that came out was that it was just so well ran and put together, and that's you know due to to Greg and everyone every pr- single individual who's part of the team, um, and it's and it's truly a team effort. So I I am just honored to to be a part of it um, and and to assist how I can and uh, to work with everyone there. But also just a huge congratulations to to you, Greg, as you know having it uh, run and and uh just to put something this 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 amazing together you really you know you don't have these types of celebrations until it's too late and I think it was just spot on
0: yeah that that was a big aspect of it is is and I posted something like that where usually you do these after the fact and to be able to do it and him still be active and to get to he, he got to wrestle at his celebration and that was a huge huge thing um you talk about you know honored to be a small part of it. You know, I just want everybody here to know that, that Miranda is a huge part of it. And, and, um and I thank you for that. And, and, you know, and even, even you and I, like we, we hadn't seen each other, at least not on, you know, in person since August. Yeah. And so mm-hmm. that was, it was big as well. And that's even weird for us, but it's really that, that event, you know, and coming out of it, like yeah, the messages I've received, um, just the things that, that have been said, like there's just a different level. Like I had a wrestler whose dad saw him wrestle for the first time. And he was texting me about that after the fact. And I had another wrestler who hasn't wrestled since February and, and was really unsure if they could still be what they are and doing this on, on the ICW. And it was the first time ever wrestling for IZW, and they got to be who they wanted to be. And it worked. And they were like, yeah. I realized I can still do this. And, uh, and, and, and even backstage, like it was, you know, IZW was always Navajo Warriors thing, and 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 they always put it together, and, and he even kind of uh, told everybody, like, look, this doesn't happen without this guy right here, and he was talking about me, and it was just like, you know, it just kind of hits you, and then his wife decided to say that in the ring, in front of all the fans, and so, of course, then after the show, when we're all out there, I'm getting fan after fan, Greg, Greg, so now it's, I can't lay low like I used to, um, which I did appreciate being able to do that, but might get a new sponsor out of all that interaction so you know it's it's it comes with territory but just the the amount of emotion involved with putting on this type of an event um you know we've talked before i did it in 2016 and it was just too taxing and 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 can even affect somebody's health and now i'm in a much better position health-wise to continue to do this and and partnering with neville warrior and with his wife to put these events on um, it works and it works out really well for us and all the help that we have is great. But to anyone who was there, uh, who bought a ticket, you know, a part of our IZW family, thank you for doing that. Thank you for, for coming out. Um, I think almost everybody who bought a ticket was there. Very few who weren't. Yeah, I had yeah. three different people reach out to me that couldn't make it. Uh, one was cause of travel. The other one was cause of COVID. Um, and, and they, they, you know, we're letting them come to the next one, but by and large, everybody else was there. And and we couldn't have done it if people didn't want to turn out and see it. Yeah. To all the talent, um, you know, it, it's it's you're not really supposed to say thank you on social media, and, and that you know, it, it's it's wrestlers do it, but you probably shouldn't. But it, it's it's their effort. A little that a little
1: bit of that kayfabe, a bit of that kayfabe but really
0: appreciated the staff, yeah. Miranda, everybody. It's just just a huge huge night for us. And look, we've already had a big pre-sale for the next one, and and yeah. we sold more tickets during Nav 34, monster 2021 than we ever have before in that type of a setting and so i'm thrilled and thrilled and ecstatic and and everything and what that means for us moving forward we are now have the level of demand to to look at recording and streaming options in the future and so it's growing in that way as well um and i just you know and and a lot of conversations happened backstage this time about how close this came this being the return of izw to not happening and yeah. and how many times because of how taxing it can be and everything and you know what we did at the reunion show back in may of 2019 really sparked the fact that it could work and, and that yeah. there's this help out there and i'm better at getting help and, and having and letting people help than it happened in the past but this was huge um and i can't wait for february so yeah
1: yeah february 27th monster where we're going to crown a new izw uh world heavyweight champion so uh, it's a very big deal and we'll be very excited we'll continue to provide you updates on the show and on social media Uh, you can go to IZWWrestling.com for information and of course on social media uh, following through the next few months but I highly suggest that you get your tickets now because again it's likely going to be limited capacity so once these tickets are gone they are going to be gone so
0: yeah and just to to clarify there IZWWrestling AZ is a social media handles we're getting the website updated so right now the ticket link isn't on the website but it is on the social media uh areas as well you can even buy them through facebook through the event page um although there's a weird there's two couch seats available still uh, the rest are sold out but you don't the, on facebook it doesn't look like there is so you got to go to the actual yeah. event page um that's linked through all of our social media to get those last two couches so they're probably gonna be gone by the time you listen to this but still check them out and look for them um and, and definitely pick those up. We are limited capacity at the moment and the less things change, it'll stay that way. Uh, and, and so we're, we're still pushing with that. Um, obviously if I can open up more tickets, I will. And I hope to be able to, because that means the world is is, is coming through this and, and we can mm-hmm. do more things and, and be whatever the new normal is. But if not, we're going to do limited capacity again and, uh, and and space people out and make sure they can have fun and do it safely. But Yeah. Um, yeah. Definitely get your tickets now if you want to go, and, and I can't for everyone involved from the, the talent to the staff to the fans to everybody else, the entire IZW family, all I can say is thank you. That's it. Yeah. The only word I can say is thank you for what you've allowed us to do, what you've allowed me to do since now it's out there that, that I'm pretty much the person, and, and that you keep supporting it. So many, many, many thanks.
1: A big congratulations and thank you to, to Greg for IZW. And again, we do it again on February 27th at Monster. I just also want to throw in a quick plug to uh, for an event that I was at. I was a ring announcer for Future Stars of Wrestling's Future Stars of Women's Wrestling the night before, this past Friday. And this was the return of Future Stars of Women's Wrestling that had a little bit of a hiatus, but is now back. And this event actually aired live on Fight TV. And uh, this was an all-women's event that featured some of the best uh, women's wrestlers throughout the the West Coast. And a few big names um, for, for those well-versed with women's wrestling. But uh, it was you know, just like a complete joy and almost a shock to just to be able to, uh, serve as ring announcer for this event. Um, and we just saw some fantastic matches. I mean, you mentioned, uh, this individual who attacked, uh, Crazy Hot Morgan at the IZW show, Bryn Thorne had a fantastic match against someone that I've adored for years, Delilah Doom, uh, the, uh, queen of, uh, of aerobics. And I just, uh, I love her energy and she's just so fun and someone that I've gotten to work with a few times already. Uh they had a fantastic match. Um you had um Sandra Moon uh, against uh Australian up and Connor Sea up-and-comer CeCe Chanel, uh, Sandra Moon, again, too, is a fantastic women's wrestler based uh, out of Las Vegas, um, and she's just killing it uh, in in her capacity. Uh, but really the big news out of that uh, is that uh, FSW women's champion Lacey Ryan actually lost her title uh, to Maserati, uh, the female with attitude, who has been chasing after that belt for a year now. Uh, she is now uh, Maserati Two Belts. She is now the FSW Women's Champion and the OVW Women's Champion. So uh, the whole event is available on the Fight TV app still. You can order it uh, for $9.99. And once you order it, you have access to watch it over and over again as many times as you would like. Uh, but some really fun, amazing uh, women's wrestling. Uh, w, former WWE superstar and Impact star Katarina uh, faced CM LL Estrella, Estrellita, um, which that was a really fun match to watch. Very different styles of wrestling with Katarina, with the, more of that UK style, Estrellita in the Lucha Libre, uh, and, you know, that had shenanigans up and down uh, the ranks, including with Katarina's manager, MK, someone that I've had a lengthy history with, and by lengthy history, he's literally spent the past three years, every every show I announce that he's on, uh, criticizing me and uh, giving me a hard time, which I, I laugh, but only because it's literally happened for me the, the entirety of my career. So every time I, I, CMK and one of his clients and the Heel Factory team, it is never a good thing for me. But you know what is good? The fans. The fans were fantastic. I've gotten some messages from people who ordered the show and enjoyed it. I've seen some great feedback about the show itself. Uh, Overall, very positive. Um, Some great commentary as well, featuring uh, Allison Danger um, from, from that many people may recognize from shimmer and, and her commentary is just fantastic. So uh, if anyone out there is looking for some great women's wrestling, I highly recommend future stars of women's wrestling that you can order on the Fight TV app, um, and you could watch it again and again and again. Uh, Right now, we don't have any future dates. Uh, I think once, you know, things uh, level out uh, with some of the uptick in COVID cases, uh, announcements will be made about schedules for 2021. But the plan is for the future stars of women's wrestling to be a regular attraction uh, with FSW and hopefully continue to air live on the Fight TV app. So make sure you order it because then you'll be able to listen to your girl here announce uh, and host through the night. So a big thank you to FSW and the team there for uh, having me announce and to all of the wrestlers uh, who are just fantastic, big personalities, some just uh, amazing and talented women uh, that I was just really honored to, to, to work with. Yeah, a big, big weekend, big weekend. What?
0: It was a big weekend, a lot of things going on, and a lot of people that did a lot of great, it was just a good, good positive weekend in general, and hopefully it's not too long before we do these things again.
1: Yes, yes, and you know what, that even reminds me, so got to look up the the socials, because you can go to fswvegas.com for information, but of course, I'm like, what is, I'm so unprepared, so unprepared. I Well, of course you can go to, uh, FSW social media accounts.
0: Yep. I can tell you it is, uh, FSW Vegas on Twitter as well. And,
1: um, and I believe the same thing with, uh, Instagram and you can also, they have links there to the future stars of women's wrestling page. Uh, that is also on Facebook and, uh, all over social media. So um, they are also releasing uh, their own network coming soon. They have a Twitch channel for streaming. They have an app. um, And soon enough, they're going to have their own network full of content of uh, previous shows, matches, uh, interviews, all of that. So keep tuned to fswvegas.com. Now, another big thing that happened this weekend, kind of in similarity to, uh, to nap 30, there was another big 30th anniversary that was celebrated and that was at survivor series, the 30th anniversary of the undertaker's debut, which also became the night that he officially retired. I guess the best terminology but it was the final goodbye to The Undertaker. We've had celebrations throughout the entire month of November uh, with uh, the WWE providing lots of content and uh, stuff on the network, interviews, we've seen The Undertaker really everywhere over this past month all in recognition of his career and you know now his final goodbye. So I wanted to take a few minutes to talk about that because It's really a monumental, you know, moment to have someone who's been wrestling for 30 plus years, but primarily his whole career has been in the WWE, retire on the same pay-per-view that he debuted. And I think for a lot of fans, we didn't really know what to expect because... You know we really again his his uh, retirement came more during the documentary the last ride where he vocalized you know that uh his his last wrestlemania appearance was going to be his last appearance period and i think as fans we thought you know is it going to be true what is that what does that look like but now we really have the book closed the finality of it all and uh, i think Overall, the job that they did in uh, highlighting and celebrating this event was done really, really well. Uh, I think it wasn't, you can say, I would say that it wasn't too much Oh, but then when you think about the, kind of the pomp and circumstance they had during the segment, it was a lot. But I think even then, maybe it's because The Undertaker himself during the segment was pretty uh, straightforward and very concise in his message. Undertaker hasn't been known for, you know, lengthy promos. Um, but I think that it all just came together really, really well. Um, so I'll start off kind of just describing the entirety of the segment and then we'll go into our thoughts. Um, this happened after the, uh, quote unquote main event, the main event, uh, between Roman Reigns and Drew McIntyre, uh, with Roman Reigns winning, kind of do some, some dubious means as well. So, uh, that, that it was an interesting, um, ending to the match, but not surprising either. So uh, the segment started by having WWE legends and superstars of the past come to the ring uh, all there in celebration of The Undertaker. And all of these wrestlers were uh, individuals that he had either on the stage programs and memories with or behind the scenes. So we saw people anywhere from Mick Foley to Shawn Michaels and Triple H, uh these are people he had a lot of on-screen feuds with to some of his friends uh behind the scenes, like the Godwins and Savio Vega, uh and Rikishi. And they referenced the Bone Street Crew, his uh you know, group of friends that he had associated with during his his time um traveling and, and being a part of the WWE. Um, and then after that, Vince McMahon came out on his own to uh do a small speech about The Undertaker, and I really liked what he said about, They say, you know, things don't last forever, and he said, but The Undertaker will, and and I felt that, I believe that, I do truly believe that his memory and his presence is going to live on in professional wrestling as long as it exists, because there's nobody like him that did did what he did, that uh, had the career that he had, and also just the the influence that he had on the business but in front of the camera and behind the camera, too. Um, and you could kind of tell for Vince this was a, a big moment that really this felt like it was it, that this was it. Uh, the Undertaker was really, really hanging it up. And then we got the, the entrance of The Undertaker, that slow, methodical walk to the ring, having a lift, which I kind of thought was funny that they, he didn't have stairs because he's, he's not going to climb into the ring he had kind of a lift that brought him up to the, the stage or to the uh, ring and once he got in there just did a, a very small concise speech about you know having to, to hang it up that his time has now come up um, and then he got down on the signature pose of one knee and we had the hologram which was Something pretty unexpected: a hologram of the late Paul Bearer um, with the um, with the urn um, and the Undertaker paying homage to to that portion of his character and also Paul Bearer, and then the slow walk back. So I know I kind of w- went through that pretty quickly, uh, but it's also because I wanted to give us time to to talk a bit about what that segment meant to us and what how we felt throughout it. So, Greg, I'm kind of interested. Kind of, what are some of your overall thoughts on this segment, um, and really, this being the end of The Undertaker's career,
0: I mean, I enjoyed this segment for what it was. I didn't really have any expectations going into it. Um, I saw some criticism online that you had all these people in the ring when it's the COVID era, or whatever like, get over yourselves. And the WWE has a protocol, it's no different than other wrestlers. I guarantee you they all wouldn't have missed that for the world, yeah. And just you know what, let people make their own decisions, but it's. It was a formality in my way because he already did announce the retirement where I knew he was done. He's doing a lot more public interviews. To me, what it represents is the end of sort of that, that the dead man aspect of it, right? Mm-hmm. Like we're going to see him. It's not like he's going to oh, yeah. disappear forever, but we're going to see him the guy that we, we have seen more of through things like The Last Ride, which is basically biker taker and and that's who we're going to see now in the future. And it's not like he's never going to appear again. Wouldn't shock me if we ever see a chokeslam or a tombstone again because other retired wrestlers, even even if Shawn Michaels didn't wrestle that one match, um, there was still a super kick that he would have thrown here and there. So you might still see those things. But it, it was – I think it was necessary, but it was like, okay, like it, it, he retired, he had the last match, he, he thought then he thought it was done, then we had the last ride, now we have this. I hope it was enough for wrestling fans to realize yo he's done like don't it's he said it so many times yeah. I don't see him coming back he talked about what it would what it's taking to get back now um I just don't think it's going to be I, I really do think he's done um yeah it would have been better in front of a live crowd but I mean Daniel Cormier's UFC career ended not in front of a live crowd like that's just the, The world we're in right now
1: that's the world we live in right now yeah Yeah. and and i think they they had to do this one because you had the last ride even though it served as the the opportunity for him to share um you know that his career was ending he didn't get to live any of this through a live crowd. Um, his, yeah. his last match at WrestleMania was all cinematic and, and it was done really well, but you didn't have that um, live crowd aspect where the crowd got to process this. So it's almost, I think the crowd has felt very disconnected from his retirement mm-hmm. because they weren't involved in it. Even when he had uh, that match against Roman in, at WrestleMania and then when he actually kind of folded up, like that felt like more of a finality Um, even though it wasn't because of the fact that the crowd was there and got to see it and process it. So it's almost been in stages where this retirement has happened, but I think it's been all the better because I feel like at least fans have had time to process each element of this, his final match, the documentary where he mentions and talks about, you know, his career ending and now having more of this formal pop and circumstance ceremony that really closes the book on his career and I think you know I mean we see things like Saudi money or you know the wrestling business and never say never you know those are all things that are fairly true but I don't think they had gone they would go through this level if he truly didn't feel like this was it. And uh even I do feel like someone like Vince truly looks at this and respects that this is the the end. So um, I loved all of the elements though. Uh, there was some some really fun aspects of it with like the um, uh, the Nick the Tesla coils uh, there and kind of how they were able to mimic his music. Um, of course, the flames, the fog, the darkness, like those are things that still give chills up and down my spine every time I hear it because there is truly no entrance like that. And there will never be an entrance like that. You do have kind of darker entrances, um, that are pretty interesting. Say like an Alistair black. I think that would be, if they, if we ever see him again, uh, that he is, his would be kind of a, a close call. Um, his is really, really, really fun. Um, and even as I mentioned, uh, Earlier when we were talking about uh, this on the uh, Greg DeMarco show, she's been coming back so young and her entrance, even though it isn't as uh, grandiose as an undertaker, those really dark, deep entrances are just, those get me. Those like, as, as a horror movie buff and someone who loves that suspense, that pulls that cinematic side out of me but the fact that literally I mean that's what we've had now for 30 years and it has evolved and changed but to you know the gongs that whole style all of it just came together so well and I think over the past few years too the the quality of the entrances has has grown and and blown up where it really does emphasize and add to the character but the scenery behind it. What was your thoughts on the hologram? Because I think that the, the concept of holograms has been talk about controversial. We've seen that say, you know, uh, the Tupac hologram. I think there was a Freddie Mercury one or there was talks about one. Um, holograms of, of, you know, late uh, celebrities being fairly popular now. This was the first time we saw WWE utilize it in this way. Uh, did you feel like they did it in a tasteful way or do you think that it was somewhat unnecessary?
0: No, I think it was tasteful. I don't have a problem with the fact they did it or how they did it. Um, I thought, and of course, if, if, if he, the man didn't want it, they wouldn't have done it. Like let's, mm-hmm. let's, you know, make that perfect clear. If the undertaker thought it was a bad idea, it wouldn't have happened, but I liked it added that element that we all remember. And mm-hmm. It, it was that fitting tribute and also tribute to the fact that Paul Bearer was such a huge part of the undertaker character, even though he wasn't there on day one when the undertaker made his debut as brother love, they realize, and, and Bruce Pritchard on multiple podcasts has talked about this, like why the Paul Bearer character ended up being part of it and, and they became great friends and a part of each other's lives. And I think it was, if there wasn't a Paul Bearer hologram, you know, there was the video packages, all that, it would have been fine. But and I haven't seen any complaints about it, but I don't, you know, we talked about the cesspool that Twitter is earlier. So who knows? Maybe some people. Yeah, There's I'm not on Twitter.
1: So I don't, I don't know. Somebody I know did. In again. general, holograms no, can it. be controversial.
0: I liked it. I thought it was fine. I, I don't think it was in bad taste like they bust no. out a Chris Benoit hologram or something like that like,
1: yeah no, I think actually the length of time that to me it's a nuance but I think that if they would have left that hologram just kind of sitting there for too long then it probably would have felt played out but I think they I have the hologram in just the right span of time um also the fact that they weren't trying to do some virtual reality like movement like it was static and these are just small things that I think that it was more of a projection of a picture and him paying homage to it than it was trying to do something of like recreating someone who's no longer with us so I feel like those are the things those are the little nuances that when I view say again like those holograms that he talked about at, at Coachella those were ones where they were having someone like perform uh, and yeah. they were using this hologram to, to have them sing and perform a song, which I, I, you know, I could see why that being tricky, but I think because yeah. of, of the projection and the way that this was more static and the time frame of it, I think it was done. I believe very tastefully and very like well this. and it really added to um I think as much as this was a celebration of Undertaker I think it was also a celebration of the the people and the wrestlers and the managers and everyone who's had an impact um or who has just been impacted by his his career and you're right there you know we'd be talking about a different undertaker without Paul Bear. yeah and so um yeah. You know, I think that was that was done pretty well and a very cool aspect. You know, again, WWE. I mean, they. I don't know how often they would ever use something like that again. Um, who knows? But at the same time, I think that you got to just be mindful about those those nuances. Um, but again, I mean, that that whole setup blended it perfectly, especially yeah. with the layout of the darkness and the fog. It did it in a way where it looked really good as well. Like if it didn't look and- that great
0: and let's be honest if the man were still here he would have been there
1: oh, like yeah.
0: and he would have been there in person and all of that but he's not um you want to do something really interesting i've pulled up and it's just i'm fascinated by this and and i wondered about this little holograms no we can oh. and that'd be fine i pulled up his the last 10 matches the undertaker have wrestled is fascinating it really is like like it it's it's somewhat there's some somewhat surprising and yeah. and and maybe not so i'm gonna go right, like,
1: yeah later then
0: april 2nd 2017 he lost to the undertaker at wrestlemania it was a no holds barred match i don't think anybody remembers but it was no holds barred um a year later april 8th 2000 or 2018 he beat john cena in two under three minutes at wrestlemania 34 he then wrestled um just a couple weeks later, in a casket match on April 27th, he beat Rusev in Saudi Arabia. Mm-hmm. Uh, he wrestled again July 7th in Madison Square Garden, New York City, at a house show uh, where he teamed with Roman Reigns and Braun Strowman to defeat Baron Corbin, Elias, and Kevin Owens. Then uh, June or October 6th of 2018, he lost to Triple H in Australia at Super Showdown. Um, November 2nd of that year, he did a lot in 2018, um at uh also in saudi arabia of course triple H and Shawn michaels beat the undertaker and kane um and a lot of these matches were long like these are 20 minute matches some of them oh. um now we get down to his last four matches ever he beat goldberg of course at mm-hmm. saudi arabia in 2019 that was june 7th july 14th of 2019 he teamed with the undertaker to defeat drew mcintyre and shane mcmahon at extreme rules in 2019 i bet a lot of you were like I forgot about that. What was I, that
1: match? Who did Undertaker team up with?
0: So it was Undertaker and Roman Reigns, and Roman Reigns. He, Drew McIntyre and Shane McMahon at Extreme Rules 2019 um, in July July 14th, yeah, 2019. Probably. So less than a year before Drew McIntyre becomes WWE champion at WrestleMania, he was managed by Shane McMahon. And so they were trying with Drew McIntyre before all this happened. Um, that was his third to last match. His second to last match, he won the To Wake trophy gauntlet. Where he beat AJ Styles, he didn't wrestle anybody else in that gauntlet match, at um, basically a glorified parking lot in Saudi Arabia, and then his final match ever, of course, March 25th, 2020, the Boneyard match, he defeated AJ Styles. So AJ Styles wasn't just his final opponent; he was his final two opponents. Yeah. And before that, it was Drew McIntyre and Shane McMahon. Like it's just so fascinating to see what the Undertaker did and how it ended. But I will add this on top of it: um, it doesn't matter. Like yeah. it, it's. It's the, it's the end of a 34-year career, 30 of them spent in WWF, WWE, and, and I don't know that any match could have really done it justice because you're talking about the totality of, of a career. Oh, it's funny. Yeah. We talk about NAV30, the, the IZW show, after the match, the people that participated in the main event were like, how was it? And my answer was, it doesn't matter how it was. Like, it was good. You guys did a great job. Mm-hmm. It didn't matter because of what it was. And, and that's really what this is with The Undertaker. And the point I really want to drive home about his final matches and where it was, is that this is where he fits in the list of greatest professional wrestlers of all time, whatever. Who knows, like that that's a list, whatever. I would defy anyone to find a character they would put above him on the list of characters in professional wrestling. I don't. I can't think of a more iconic persona in the world of professional yeah. wrestling ever. And, and I won't listen to arguments to the contrary, but I do believe that he, that is the greatest character that's ever existed in pro wrestling Mm -hmm. and the most iconic persona that's ever existed in pro wrestling. And I don't know if it'll ever be surpassed.
1: No, it's hard to believe because someone who's had that kind of career through multiple decades, Um, And even though he's had an evolution between the dead man and the biker and American badass, and, Mm -hmm. you know, you had even more of like the ministry uh, version compared to the Brothers of Destruction version and all that, it's still at the core, it's this persona that evolved to be something larger than life, that ultimately he was larger than life. Um, whether he was a biker or a leader of a cult, you know, like, and that's also the strange continuity in wrestling is that you could be anything you really can. He really did show that as a wrestler, you know, as long as you put the dedication into it, you can truly be anything. And, you know, all of the pieces and elements that came together with the music and the look, um and the opponents and the style, all of that came to, together so well that it led to a 30-year career within the WWF, WWE, um, and even before then, too, you know? I mean, I don't know. I, I, we just wouldn't assume, you know, any character beforehand would have had that same longevity. But this, even now, you know, even some of the other greats that we talk about, with Hulk Hogan is probably one of the only other ones that could stand a, a candle to it, maybe into a Wreck Flair. But, you know, those were still men that were just kind of larger than life, but almost Undertaker felt yeah. like a god, like this this <laughs> mystical force, something beyond explanation, you know, making things like uh, the the great beyond and life and death and all these things a little less intimidating to face or more easier to look at because if it was presented in the format of pro wrestling. And yeah, it was a little ridiculous sometimes with Buried Alive matches and casket matches and you know all of these things, but they added so much to stories and it really fueled fans to be drawn to him and the programs that he was in. And that's something very rare that I don't think we'll see again in wrestling. I really don't. I think this was it. Yeah, you're this right. was the one and only. Because now crowds are too smart, too. I mean, you also have to see, I mean, his career span from a very traditional pro wrestling environment to what we got with the Attitude Era, the Reality Era, and where we're at now. You know, this evolution of pro wrestling is never going to be repeated. So his, you know, what he did in his career will never, no one's career is ever going to look the same because of the way that his career just happened to evolve in this time timeframe. Um, I think there's going to be great wrestlers that are going to leave a, an amazing legacy, but nothing like the persona that is the undertaker. And that's magic. You know, I, I would always joke about how I, would glow i feel like you know the late 90s was the best time to be alive i thank god that that god allowed me to be a wrestling fan in the late 90s you know because we all have our our moments and decades in wrestling but truly i think at the end of the day it's to feel like i got to experience the undertaker as a child who, and as an adult and i got to have that experience just watching him and having him a part of my wrestling fandom that's what I'm thankful for. Like, that, that is what I appreciate. That is the, one of the things about being a wrestling fan um, and things that, you know, these kids now, especially anyone, you know, that, that maybe have just seen him in the past few years, didn't really have the opportunity to witness him in ways that we have. You know, yep. that's what I'm thankful for because that's truly once, once in a lifetime, if ever.
0: Think about this. The Fiend would have to be a character for another 29 years. No. To make it to the level of the Undertaker. Even if if you just wanted to play Wyatt, you're looking at another 24 years, 25 years. Um really 24 years. I, I don't see those things happening. No. The thing is is at that, at that, that the age that would make sense, another 24 years he would be basically 60 or pushing 60. The Undertaker's younger than that right now. Um but it's just yeah, like I don't I can't imagine it. The, the world has changed too much. People are better about saving money too much. Like there's so many reasons why yeah. it wouldn't happen. And and that just hopefully gives a greater appreciation for what this was and what this accomplished because we're going to celebrate 15 and 20 year characters in the future. I don't know that we're going to celebrate another 30 year character like this.
1: Yeah, yeah. No, we won't. So that's, you know, uh, definitely. I think the whole segment left chills up and down my spine i think it was really well put together and it really does feel final you know this does feel like it's closure and that's okay the fact that they didn't have to do this you know he didn't have to do this um for the fans uh or anybody but himself and the fact that he did let fans in the way that he has um that makes me really appreciative of of his career and, you know, what wrestling has meant to him because it really has, he's meant a lot to us as fans. And, you know, it's, it's, it's a, it brings peace. I feel like it's a, it's a good, peaceful way. You know, I think when some other people had to retire due to injury uh, or, you know, for whatever reason, you know, that it definitely was a sad moment, but this didn't feel sad. You know it just felt like closure it felt like final, and yeah. I, I it is
0: that, yeah. it is really good that he got to say he was done yeah that no Cause that's all said.
1: that matters it's really up to, you know it's really he that's a,
0: a doctor he was done yeah, Vince didn't tell him he was done, he got to say now I'm done, and not everybody gets that chance no. and and I think that, you know, I, I would be, be like, oh, and if anybody deserves it, it's The Undertaker. Everybody deserves to say when they're done. Yeah,
1: everyone deserves that ability to to lay to. that path for their own career, to decide when they should finish and when they should leave and, and when they're done. And he got that. And And if anyone deserves that, it's him after all the years decades of, of traveling and putting his body on the line and the sacrifices and and everything that he's done for the company um, he really was that pillar of the wwf and wwe um, that made him really unique uh, and didn't steer away he stayed yeah. there through thick and thin and uh that that is why i think the wwf and the wwe will always be synonymous with the undertaker 100%. Um, they that that company would not be where it's at without the undertaker and I, I do believe the company respects that and knows that as well because of the ability to to let him have the um, opportunity to do all of the things that he's he's wanted and have this uh, process and, and way to to close the book on his career and ultimately really saying this is it you know they respect his wishes. Uh, I believe that, that that is also the case, that they do respect that this is really it and we're not going to see that, uh, you know, mm-hmm. Saudi jump happen again. I, 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 I really believe it is truly, truly it. And I think that was even before things with COVID and all of that happened as, as well. I think that was the path, but even now with COVID, it's only more solidified. Like, ain't no one going to be traveling doing any of that, so um
0: yeah, I think that it's COVID led to the Boneyard match, and I think that he saw it as a true fitting ending. Um, yeah. I, have a, I have an analytical question for you. Let's let you put your analytical hat on and, and, and show off some of your knowledge and, and opinions in wrestling that just kind of came to mind. Because when I was going through that list of, of matches, and, and you know you had WrestleMania 33, WrestleMania 34, WrestleMania 36, The Undertaker was not part of the card on WrestleMania 35. What kind of influence do you think seeing a WrestleMania without The Undertaker had on WWE and The Undertaker to get to this point where he could mm-hmm. say, I'm done?
1: Well, I I do actually think that the way that WrestleMania was presented this year – Um, made it a little easier because it was a WrestleMania that we hadn't seen before. So I'm kind of answering your question, but in a different route, because I feel like um, the crowd and the environment of WrestleMania is always hard to pull away from. You know, I feel like that with for for WWE to not have Undertaker at a WrestleMania, I think was a big shock. And for fans, it was. And we kept thinking, okay, this is it. We're going to see him. Um, but I do think that in, in some ways, the, the structure of this year's WrestleMania also lent to him to be like, this is really it, because there's no more of that live crowd feel that gives you the adrenaline that makes you think one more time. I think the way that the match was presented and put together, it was still done in a way where it was entertaining, but it was done in such more of a, of a smaller set, and so yep. I do think that it, it really influenced him for the better in making this decision. Whereas, you know, I think we did see him come back for a few more WrestleManias after that because it was so hard to to be away from it, to say no, um, you know, and, and to also feel like he needed to have that one more match, the match that really felt like this is it. So it seemed like that was what we got from what he mentioned in the last ride documentary. And I, and I just think the environment, there's something about WrestleManias and, and Undertaker especially that probably made it really hard to step away. And that's why we only saw him at WrestleManias for some time. And, and that this year's WrestleMania, as much as it, you know, with fans missed being there, I think for him, it needed to happen this way. So he could yeah. finally say, this is, this is, this is it.
0: Yeah, if you look at the two together, because 34 was really his last WrestleMania quote-unquote match,
1: mm-hmm. and that was
0: a three-minute match with John Cena. Before that, it was a 20-plus-minute match with Roman Reigns. It didn't go so well yeah. um, physically. And and I think when you put the two together, 35, he didn't have a match. He appeared the night after in, yeah. in Tombstone, I believe, Elias, but uh, 36, and then, of course, at had the Boneyard match. Now, without COVID, he still would have had a match at 36. It would have been in the stadium. And I don't want to be disrespectful, probably wouldn't have been as good as the Boneyard match.
1: No, no, no. I I think the Boneyard match was really good because of the fact that it could accentuate the strengths and minimize the weaknesses and the way that you could edit and showcase this. I mean, and two, I think it was a good blend of both, you know, American Badass Undertaker with, you know, uh, traditional Undertaker. You had, you know, AJ that's, you know, one of the best in the business. And so uh, I feel like this was definitely a better match put together than what you would have mm-hmm. had in a ring.
0: Yeah. I think the combo of no taker at 35 and the Boneyard match at 36 really showed everybody it's time to, we can move on yeah. now. Yeah. The yeah. other thing you brought up, which is what I want to bring up too, I love the fact – let me back up. AJ Styles' career is weird. Like, like it just is. He, didn't, he was almost 40 years old when he got to WWE. Yeah. Like, And and he said it himself, like it was probably 10 years too late. The WWE said it themselves. They waited too long to go after and, and get AJ Styles. And yet he held multiple th- world championships already. Like he went in there and he was already a top-notch guy. Like, but he gets to be the Undertaker's final opponent. Like of all the things he missed out on by not being a WWE superstar for at least 10 years of his career when he probably should have been – his, his WWE career will be shorter than it ever should have been. He's still going to be a Hall of Famer, all those things, right? Yeah. He gets to be the Undertaker's final opponent. That's, no one else is going to get that, and that's no going be, to belong to AJ Styles. And for a guy who won't have the time to accumulate the accolades in a WWE career that he should, at least he gets to be the Undertaker's final opponent. I think it's really cool. I yeah. think it's cool for AJ Styles, who deserves way more accolades than he'll be remembered for because most of them happen in TNA, to get that one. And to have that one that no one can ever take away. Yeah.
1: Yeah, I mean, and that's kind of the silver lining in life. You know, I think we always, as, as people, worry about our timelines and when we're going to get to places and how we're going to get there and what that's going to look like and if we're ever going to have enough time. And I think AJ Styles is a prime example of just utilizing the time that you have to do the best that you can. And in the short time that he's been with the WWE, I mean, he's already had uh, one of the best debuts with you know within the past you know ten years. To be honest, I, I think yep. um, having multiple world championships and, and other championships as well, um, and then having some really high uh, marquee matchups, um, wrestling at um, uh, multiple WrestleManias, headlining events, uh, and then being the Undertaker's final opponent, whereas you know, if we were doing this 10 years ago, we would have thought probably would have been John Cena or Shawn Michaels mm-hmm. or someone that has really been Brock with the Lester. company for that long. Yeah. Brock, yeah. You know, or even when we thought it was Roman Reigns because that's how they wanted to, to push him. But the fact that it's AJ Styles that gets that someone who wasn't WWE born and bred like the undertaker, there's mm-hmm. definitely some irony in yeah. there. You're right. Um, But I I do think that that too, when you look at the caliber of and the professionalism that he has, I mean, it makes sense. And so, um, you know, I think it's, it's, it's a sign too that sometimes it doesn't matter how, how late you get to the party. You can still have fun with it, and I think that that's you know that's a whole other topic we can talk about in, uh, on another episode because that literally is you know AJ Styles coming late to the game in WWE but still doing you know, pun intended, phenomenal things, and having a career that maybe it's meant to be, that he was meant to come at this point of time, because now everything's more, you know, fast-tracked, and and he's going straight for the opportunities that maybe would have taken him years to get to, if he had come, you know, earlier to WWE, and he absolutely probably wouldn't have been The Undertaker's uh, final uh, opponent, and so you weigh out the good and and bad, but that's the interesting thing about life. You know, timelines happen the way that they're meant to. And, you know, I think too, with the undertaker, this was the timeline that he was meant to have. And it's, you know, amazing that it was 30 years with the same company. He's really one of the few to ever do that. Um, And the timeline that rolled out just this year for him, I think too is a sign things meant to come out the way that they're meant to with his final match and the last ride documentary and now but uh again you know i mean thanksgiving is a time to be thankful and a lot of things we roll through our heads and you know of course we're thankful for a lot of things our friends our family our health you know having jobs or you know having a roof over our head or having you know our our pets whatever it is but the undertaker has made me really thankful to be a wrestling fan and so I I feel so appreciative of, of his career and him having this goodbye in a way that brings all of us in and thankful that you know yeah I, I lived in a time where I could witness him in, in pro wrestling so I am thankful for him I'm thankful uh, for his career and I'm thankful for this celebration. Well, Greg, we, uh, you know, I don't know how other segue to do this, but we do have some yeah. bills to pay.
0: That's the best segue possible. Eight, seven, seven, seven,
1: five, four, three, five. Lucha-masks.com by Pro Wrestling Revolution, bringing you in partnership with Mask Republic
0: This is your boy, Kenny Killer, telling you to make sure you check out TheChairShot.com, bringing you breaking news, interviews, podcasts galore, everything progressing. Make sure you check it out, TheChairShot.com.
1: TheChairShot.com. Always use your head. So before we end tonight's show, I mean, you just heard it, thechairshot.com. I want to do a plug uh, for the Badlands uh, wrestling podcast that you can find as part of the Chairshot Radio Network on thechairshot.com.
0: Thechairshot.com. Always use
1: your head. I am a guest on this week's edition of the Badlands podcast. Um, For those of you who have not listened to it before, it is a very fun podcast that is formatted pretty differently. The focus of the podcast every week is a Mount Rushmore of different wrestling-related topics. It could be moments, it could be people, um, it could be anything related to to wrestling. And so uh, I uh, recorded with uh, the Badlands team a little while ago, and the topic that I had was perfectly me. Um, which they thought was a little silly and I said no this this is me and it was uh, the Mount Rushmore of worst debuts and that I mean worst anything is Mm -hmm. up my alley Uh, because then you just you know look through some of the dumbest and silliest things that pro wrestling has to offer so um, that was a really really fun episode to record with Mags and Tully. Um, They are just fantastic hosts and Um, Yes, if if you want to know what we consider our Mount Rushmore of the worst debuts, uh, please listen to this week's edition of the Badlands podcast, because it, and for, again, thinking about Survivor Series, you know, one of the the worst debuts came out of that, if you know what I'm talking about. If you don't, yeah, you got to listen to the Badlands podcast, because we absolutely cover that, and so much
0: more. So I do want to reiterate one thing that I talked about with that Badlands episode. I, I talked about one of the shows. I don't know which one. Um, you did an episode. Patrick did an episode, and your episode was supposed to be with me as well. And because they were doing this thing where they wanted to have tandems, people that host podcasts together come on and, and work as a tandem. And I basically, like day before, I think had to pull out of that. And I, I this is you know, people may take the wrong way, or whatever. I'm glad it did because I want, you know, it gave you the opportunity to have that platform on your own, which is more than deserving. I had been pushing for both you and Patrick to be able to do those shows for a long time now. And, and had I been on it, I still would have tried to get them to push them to be like, you need to have her on her own at some point in the future. Now they'll probably have you and I on together at some point in the future. And that's fine. But I love that. It will got to be you only. And, 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 you got to do that and I love the episode and I think that everybody should definitely go listen to it and look out for the Patrick one that's coming out here soon as well. But uh, as the person that basically wrote both of you into this at different points in your lives, yes. um, I'm super excited that you got to do that. I just love seeing whenever all any of you guys get to do these things. And and there's a lot of people involved with the chair shot that would not be doing any of this stuff if I didn't sucker him into it. And that's And it's so great true. when you sucker somebody in because I sucker people in that I think, can do it and exactly. can do well so it's not you're not doing it because of me you're doing it because you can actually do it and be good at it and you're a perfect example of it but i love that it happened that way i think it worked out for the best and and i'm glad that it did and, and definitely check that out listen to it and, and it's a great time so it's available on chairshot.com just search for bad lands you'll find it there just go to the podcast section you'll find it but good shit good shit indeed. yes
1: It it is. It was, again, a really fun addition. And and yeah, anything that you can make into a Mount Rushmore, the Badlands is covering it. So uh, it's always a fun topic. That was actually a question that was asked during uh, the VIP uh, Q&A session uh for nav 30 was uh you know nav was asked about his mount rushmore i feel like it's the quintessential question that as a wrestling fan you ask and you discuss and so i love the format of the badlands because they take it beyond just wrestlers they take it you know for managers and tag teams and but moments um and, and events and uh all of that so again the fact that i was able to do a mount rushmore of the worst debuts it was like they they knew me they know me they get me because they i just love dumb stuff and a lot of this research for it was going through some pretty pretty dumb stuff
0: Pretty dumb stuff and you get to hear miranda's personal mount rushmore as well so
1: yes yes you get to hear my mount rushmore sadie makes an appearance for those of you who are big sadie fans um so you know i know she hasn't been on the show lately because it's past her bedtime right now so she's sleeping taking some little puppy z's um but uh, i will try and do some some work and get her on a future edition um they were ready to book her they were ready to book sadie um so now i've become also a stage dog mom um getting getting Sadie ready for her podcasting debut i like it that's my life now yeah uh, but to all of you who've listened to this week's episode and any episode of the hashtag Miranda show, thank you so, so much. I know this week we talked a lot about, you know, what's happening on the independent scene here in Arizona and in Vegas. But again, as Greg and I have stated, we are both part of our local independent scenes and it's something that we are very passionate and dedicated to. So if you are listening to this, uh, in your own city and own state, just make sure you go out and check out your local independent promotions. Um, and if you're not able to right now, even following them on social media, checking out their YouTube page, Instagram, Twitter, if they have a website, checking it out, if they have merchandise, even just buying a sticker or a t-shirt or magnet or whatever they have, those little things that you can do to support your local independent promotion means the world. And not only are you supporting the promotion, but you're supporting the people that, that help run it. Uh, and you support the wrestlers who, who help, uh, put the shows together and are on the shows and it allows you to see you know wrestlers from the past present and future all under one roof and really independent wrestling is is a lifeline of the lifeblood of professional wrestling you know we wouldn't be able to see the stars that we have today if it wasn't the opportunities that they got on the independent scene um, and many of them pass through you know small promotions and, and work their way up but there's so many now who are still working you know and moving their way through different promotions Emotions, um and, and as just wrestling fans uh and and people who work for on wrestling shows it's just very important to, i know for me personally uh to continue to support independent wrestling at any level in any capacity so that is my, uh, you know, PSA to all of you. Make sure that you check out your local wrestling promotions. Go ahead and support them and, and you know, know that the wrestling is literally just in, uh, in your neighborhood. It could be just, you know, a few minutes away or a few hours away, um, but go ahead and support your local wrestling promotions.
0: I want to throw one thing in there. You talked about buying someone stickers, T-shirts or whatever, and I'm going to pull back the curtains a little bit. A lot of times, especially if they're from out of town, that wrestler might not be turning a profit on that trip. And it's the merchandise sales that 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 give them the opportunity to do so. So if you go to a wrestling show, an independent wrestling show, and you really and someone's just like, wow, that's like this, this became one of my favorites tonight on this event. Buying a t-shirt and 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 being one of those people that buys a t-shirt could actually be the difference in whether or not, you know, make or break that event for them and and in long term make or break whether well, they continue to do this because it's not always a winning proposition it's a passion project for a lot of people there's a long-term goal in mind uh, of of getting to that next level and so sometimes those merchandise sales really do make it for them so yeah. uh you're getting more than just a t-shirt in, in a lot of those ways yes
1: very much well said well and don't forget to follow us on social media. Me, Miranda Morales. You can find me at the hashtag Miranda on Facebook and Instagram. Uh, you can follow the Chairshot at Chairshot Media on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. And you can follow my co-host Greg at Chairshot on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. Of course, the Chairshot.com, which is your source for wrestling news, analysis, and opinions. And there's also some great non-wrestling content on there. Um, some movie reviews, other sports that are featured, pop culture. That is all available, too, on TheChairShot.com. And please, if you are listening to this, whether it's you're watching it on YouTube or uh, Spotify, Google Play, iTunes, please subscribe. That way you get notifications when this episodes or episodes of the Hashtag Miranda Show drop. You can rate. We'd love a five-star, five-star five star five star five star five star review and you can also leave comments give some feedback ideas for future shows and anything you'd like to list about the hashtag Miranda show Uh, I hope all of you enjoy your Thanksgiving week, whether you are celebrating that with friends and family, maybe you're just doing something low key, ordering pizza or Chinese food at home, whatever it is, just know that I'm so thankful for all of you who are listening, who are taking time out of your day to listen to this show. It means everything to me. I literally just spend, you know, an hour plus rambling with one of my best friends about world wrestling and life. And the fact that you stay tuned to listen to it all is more than I could ever ask for. So thank you so much for listening to this episode and any episode of the hashtag Miranda show. Uh, I'm Miranda Morales and for Greg DeMarco, thank you and make sure well that you keep it soft style.